it's Monique and Kadesha and we come from Queens can I just say something yes Kadesha okay so well I have to say something actually I'm eating these yellow peppers right now I just stopped because I thought it would be rude <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't crunching. sure if you were really gonna talk about the peppers yeah I just have to <laughs> I stopped because the crunching would probably be too much but these peppers are everything so if you ever need like a healthy snack just chop up some yellow peppers, and if you want to get fancy, dip them in ranch sauce, ranch sauce and that's it. Wow, you are getting fancy. Yes, amazing. But anyway, that was not my original say something. So, my real say something is, let me just tell you about God and how sometimes he can just do things to grab your attention. And I wasn't ready. But I'm really grateful that he he's doing what he's doing in me right now. So that's all. The end. Okay, and um, I actually didn't even think about what I wanted to say today, but now I think I'm just very grateful for the way these past, I would say like three weeks have been going, the end of September and stuff like that, and you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to closing out the year much, much better than I started it, you know, and um. You know, making it kind of, like, worthwhile or whatever. Just making myself proud at the end of the year. Good. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Today's topic. Um, it doesn't really have a title yet, so you guys will just see the t- title. But we're just, we're just recapping a few events that we've been fortunate enough to attend over the past two weekends. <clears throat> um, and almost, like, three, because you went to one before we even, like, started right. anything. <laughs> right, right, right. So the three events would be um, the, the event that I went to alone. Which yeah, was... I think you should start with that one, actually. Okay, so don't list them. Just... Mm-mm. Okay. This is going to be a surprise, guys. I mean, if you guys follow us on Instagram, on our personal Instagrams, you've seen. Um, basically, right. we've been out and about. Yes. Okay. So, well, I didn't post about this one, so this will be good. Yeah. So this event was called Conversations in Black Freedom, Education for Liberation, Freedom Schooling. And it was an event held at the Schomburg Museum in Harlem. And um, basically the whole idea of the event was to address the state of public education. Um, Basically, I mean, basically right in the city and its impact on the black community. And honestly, this was like a really eye-opening event for me. Um, It just, I mean, a lot of the points made weren't anything new to me, but it was just like, Whoa. So they talked about how um, the public school system is basically failing our kids, our meaning children who are minorities, um, black, Hispanic, and the like, not white children. Although it can fail, fail white children also, but that was not that type of event. Um, it talked about, they talked about um, the idea of freedom schools, which is a term that I had never heard of before. And basically freedom schools are schools um, set in place where children are given um, information on the real history because we know very well that the history that we learn here in New York City and probably all throughout the U.S. is very whitewashed and it's um, spun so that the white people come out on top. And, and And I didn't learn until I went to college that there was so much history on our end just from the african hyphenated whatever it was just there's just a lot of history there so 
the idea of freedom schools is just allowing our kids to get a taste of their history and realizing that we have contributed to this country in um, more positive ways than that has been presented to us. So that was really good. And, and using that to just um, progress them academically. And then another point um, from this event was the idea of charter schools versus public schools, which is also something that was talked about in another event that we went to. But um, just talked about how charter schools are typically um, regarded in a higher, in a more positive light than public schools. And that shouldn't be the case. So my idea on charter schools and public schools basically is um, we need to stop building up all these charter schools to make them seem like they're so much better than public schools. I think the solution to, well, the beginning of the solution to the problem would just be to get into these public schools and work within them to make them better. Stop closing schools and trying to make make one school outdo the other because that's not really helping anyone. So that was it from that event. Another event that we went to, the Circle of Sisters Expo. So I guess the first thing that we should address is just the amount of freebies. I think that's what draws a lot of people initially is just so many samples. And of course, being natural women like ourselves. Natural chicks love free samples. We love free samples. But it is more than just free hair products or whatever. They do have um, vendors that are selling. Like I remember seeing like tutus for girls and stuff. They had some clowns there that were doing face painting. They had people, a lot of uh, pastry chefs and people who did like desserts and catering things like that there was that one vendor you remember with the pies and like that spread Mm -hmm. was just amazing but um they had um they had also a lot of health insurance registration companies there the mta was there with their own thing for like hiring uft was there yeah they had your radio stations it was sponsored by hold on hot 97 well sponsored by yeah wbls Mm -hmm. but of course and and hot 97 was definitely there so we had all the little radio djs i shouldn't say that they're little actually (laughs) they (laughs) they all have like pretty extensive (laughs) careers actually but they were all there they had performers um a lot of celebrities were kind of like ducking in and out that you almost didn't even realize they were there until you, yeah, because I was definitely trying to run alongside Tamala Man and oh, yeah, Man. you didn't realize it was them until like you saw the crowd passing by and you're like, wait, wait, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they just had a lot of a lot of things to expose you to. They had uh, fabrics like African fabrics and prints and stuff like that, and the jewelry. And then there was, of course, we love these dudes every year. They're like the street hustlers, like these dudes. <laughs> they came off some street somewhere in Brooklyn. I'm just gonna say that they're from Brooklyn. If they're not from Brooklyn, they right. have to be. They have to be from Harlem because I think that's the type of hustlers that they are. Like you know, those are different from like Queens hustlers, and I'm gonna assume the Bronx <laughs> hustlers. But they came and they had their their lot or whatever. And they had the pashmina scarves. They had your designer, quote, quote, clutches. They had your designer, quote, quote, perfumes. And <laughs> they were it. out there. And they were, like, waving their hands, trying to get your attention to come over. They had the scarves wrapped around them. Oh, my goodness. They were, like, you. yes. Doing it. But um, all that aside, they did have a lot of talks and, like, seminar-type things and panel discussions mm-hmm. that we attended to. So I think you could lead off with the first one. Okay, so the first one that we were able to get to was Money Management 101. And that was hosted by Black Enterprise Magazine, 
which if you are not familiar with Black Enterprise Magazine, I think every black person should be subscribed to that magazine because this magazine is like my financial Bible. But anyway, this particular panel was hosted by a black enterprise. <clears throat> they had three members on their panel. Those um, were Ash Cash, Carla A. Harris, Sabrina Lamb. And honestly, I don't know exactly what they do, but I know that they're prevalent within the finance community. Um, so I wrote down some takeaways from each um, person who spoke. Um, something that Ash Ashcast um dropped a few gems for me right. because I was just there for him. Anyway, um, one thing that he said was act your wage, not your want size. So that resonated with me significantly. Um, I feel like there was something else that he said. Um, he also, uh, oh Carla Harris said, stop self medicating with retail therapy. <laughs> Which was definitely something. Yeah, I remember that one. I can go there. Yeah. Um, What's the other woman's name? I just said it. Uh, Sabrina Lamb. She said a few things. But one thing that she said was, if you want to grow your money, keep other people out of your pockets. Another takeaway, I can't remember who said this, but it was don't stand in line for anything that doesn't have value. And listen. Black people we do this well i don't do that i don't stand in line for things that just aren't valuable to me but we do this as a people and i think that was a really important point i just think me. that's a little unfair a little bit because what you deem valuable um like you know it's not fair to push that upon other people okay you know, like i get it at some things that i personally would not stand in line for i never have but right you know it, it just feels like kind of pushing your values on someone else like you should be thinking this is important not that important but i don't know i didn't think about that till just now yeah i mean i i think that material goods unless there's something that you need that's not something that you should be standing online for i mean yes i agree that that's my that is my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions but I just don't think it's necessary. What are you standing online for? How is this making your life better? How is this changing the quality of your life? Oh, I think one thing that I just... Actually, the main thing I really appreciated from that is just, like, I have an older mother. So it's kind of... They were talking a little bit... Oh, this was, like, your favorite thing. You didn't even mention it, about kids being financial terrorists, kind of. I I was... That's why I said she said a few things. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I mean, you could elaborate on that if you want. But... Anyways, well, this this man this man was talking about sure. how he has young kids, and of course he has parents, and how he has to take care of his kids and take care care of his parents that he feels like he's in a place where he can't even really take care of himself, right? I don't have kids, but I do have a mother that's getting older, and I am gonna have to take care of her. As by the time I start having kids, like it's gonna be on both ends, and how do I take care of myself? So they just recommended. Um, a book called like elder care and though my mom is definitely not at that stage i just you know um appreciated that question and i appreciated how um they just shared so much and it's like not that i was expecting them to not be so sharing and saying well get this book and check out this artist and and subscribe to this and it's just like if you're there at this seminar you're there because you actually do want to learn and you want to know how to build yourself up financially 
And I also do think that our age generation, like, we just kind of don't know. We're just out here winging it. So it it is comforting to have adults Mm -hmm. that, like, look like us be like well you know what you're gonna have to change these habits and like you were saying with the values like you and i might not feel like those things are valuable but it's nice to have adults be like well you know when i let that stuff go and when i move my money this way i started seeing a change in my life like you know right so um this is like uh, another thing that we went to which was a Wait, sorry, wait, wait. Before you even continue. Also, it was encouraging to see that there were a lot of people who showed up for this. Oh, a lot. The room can be empty at times. The room can be super filled. And the room is typically... It's a conference room. It was at Jacob Javits Center. Like, that's that's a big place. Um, Right. And the room is typically filled to capacity when there's, like, a certain celebrity there. So the fact that these people... We don't really know them, but... The title alone got people in the room and people stayed there to the end. That just meant a right, lot to me. Right. <laughs> um, but before that, there was Reality TV 101, and we're definitely not going to talk long about oh, this. I it's fine because I that. actually figured it, it kind of worked out because I did pay a lot of attention to this one. Um, and they had Reality TV from the female perspective. They had Elise Neal, Geneva Thomas, Lisa Wu, and Yandy Smith. And. Um, they were just basically talking about repurposing the image of black women in reality TV, how that when people are acting crazy or getting wild or whatever, throwing the drinks, how that does bring in more money for advertising and the network. And, you know, the only way that we're really going to get that type of behavior not to saturate reality TV is by just turning off the channel, turning off the TV, switching the channel, kind of stuff like that. Yandy definitely mentioned that she's about making her coins. So <laughs> I think she, she did she, a, couple of, <laughs> a couple of times. So she's very interested in doing almost whatever endeavor that's respectable to her and her mm-hmm. morals. That's going to make her the coins. And if she believes she can be successful in doing that. But but I thought that was interesting because she talked about um, being down to do whatever. Even, even if she knows that it doesn't really um, paint the best picture of right. her. Right. Like, she's down to make, yeah. like, a trash reality TV show because it's going to make her money. But she's right. not going to she's... get down with the trashy behavior herself. But that right. kind of sounds like, wow, but you're willing to, like, exploit us for pennies. Like, you know? Right. For her coins. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the point, like, I really wanted this one to be brief. It's just that that was another good panel just to have these women that were out here um, doing well in the entertainment industry and really not having to sell themselves directly i guess right and uh, something else that that i um liked about this panel is they talked about um the difference between act actors and reality oh, tv right. stars and i thought that was a really it was getting really heated when they were having that conversation it was because micah she was pissing me off but anyway um i think that was such an important conversation to have because actors this is their job this is their craft like this is what they went to school for or what they're studying. And then people are comparing acting on reality TV to that. Like, you can't say so, that. Yeah. You, and you can't do that. Because acting is... 
something that people work hard at. Real, not to say that you don't work hard in reality TV, but this is supposedly your everyday life. And okay, they may ask you to do it again, but it, it doesn't involve the no, same. You work cannot compare Mimi from Love and Hip Hop's acting to Angela Bassett's acting. I was gonna say no, Angela but like, Bassett. Be for real, you can't do that. <laughs> like it's it's not the same. Right. So I appreciate them nope. having that dialogue too on there. And on to the next panel. Celebrity couples revealed. Which Hello. was awesome. <laughs> and we're going to try and keep it brief with this one because we can definitely go in depth in there with that. Oh, boy. So some, some highlights from that. Well, one highlight was... um. Wait, first the talk- couples. The couples that were there oh, sorry. were yeah, Rebecca yeah. and Terry Crews, Tamala and David Mann, and Niecy Nash and Jay Tucker. Yeah, definitely do remember his name. Thank you. And then there was that other guy who wasn't in it. Who wasn't? Oh, it's Leon something. I can't remember him, Leon. but he, he's from you know like the Five Heartbeats and Cool Runnings and stuff. Like you guys know him. <laughs> and shame and, on us. Um, and uh, Tina Campbell. Oh right, from Mary, 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 Mary was also on the panel. Um, so something that they talked about was working through problems. Okay, so before we even get started, I just want to say that I appreciated everyone who was on that panel. I appreciated their transparency. I just feel like they were so willing to be open with us. And when you get on a panel or when you're just in the limelight, you can, there's obviously information that you choose to share and um, information that you choose to withhold. I really, really appreciate the fact that they got up there with the intention of being open and honest about their relationships. And they just allowed us in a little bit. So um, one thing that they talked about was working through problems when in a relationship. And they specifically address some problems that they've had. Like, um, who was it? Uh, who was the one at the end? Um. Oh, Terry Crews and his wife. Um, he talked about struggling with um, sexual addiction and pornography. And that was like, whoa, for me. Because, I mean, I never paid attention to that couple that much. But it was just interesting how he talked about it was interesting how he talked about um, what happened and how he was able to work through it and work through it with his wife. He didn't do it alone. And he talked about how much he valued his wife and that's why he was a- he was able to overcome this addiction. So that was one problem that I was like, yes. Mm, Terry Crews. Um, Terry Crews was very, very candid and... I don't know. I, I don't really watch his reality TV show, so I don't know the extent of the relationship between he and his wife. I don't know how they it plans out on TV. I really don't know much about Terry Crews, actually. But... He, well, they have a really a really playful relationship. Have, well, I, yeah, I a, saw a that from, from witnessing them on the panel. But, yeah. I mean, I really, like you were saying, appreciated how candid he was in talking about the struggles that he had to go through about um, breaking down some of his mental teaching, some of his his structure, the way he yes. felt that a woman had to be in a relationship, how she, how he came first, and he was more important. And he talked about mm-hmm. this being not only a man thing, but like a black male thing, and how he was like so dominating and wasn't really the most respectful to his family. So I just really appreciated him owning up to that and then going further by saying, well, this is how I broke down that mentality. This is how I changed my ways. Because a lot of people would say, well, you know, I used to be a sinner. Now I'm a saint. But like, how did you do that? 
Like, be realistic. Right. How many times did you fall before yep. you became a saint? So mm-hmm. um, that was across the board. Everyone was really honest with that. Um, the people that took me the yeah. most off guard, of course, is Pamela <laughs> and David Mann, also known as Cora from all of Tyler Perry's things. And yes, Brown. Cora and Mr. Brown, y'all. I did not know how um, how spicy their relationship was before that panel. <laughs> I will say that anytime that I've seen them talk about their relationship, though, they always approach it the same way like she always talks about how much she loves her husband and how he's her best friend and you can just see that like you can just see that they're so into each other after however long that they've been together something that she said (laughs) um and just giving advice to women who are seeking a relationship is that you are a good thing and not somebody's good thing and too often (laughs) um we fall for the later yeah, I mean, okay. that we really are so concerned about being, a like, somebody's good thing and not completely understanding that we were already a good thing to be happening. You know, that's what... Before they came along. That's, that's all somebody. I'm saying. Right. Um, but to keeping this rolling, because we still do have another event to get to. Um, I don't. Yeah, you didn't make this next panel. But it was tied to greatness, and it was transforming the lives of young men of color, redefining one image at a time. I only made it for half of it, so I will say that they, from what I saw, that they were really dissecting the the image that black uh, men of color do. I don't even think that's right to say, but whatever. Um, how they <laughs> how they are seen in society, right? By like clothing. By like behavior, swag, like all that sort of stuff. Um, one, the thing that was very important to me was just at the end they called on grown men in the audience to come up to the stage to teach young men from the audience how to tie a tie because these uh, young adults, I think they were teenagers. Some, I think, were actually probably like in their twenties. They didn't know how to do so, and I think that that was just so, so, so powerful to to just yeah. even see that like um I don't know I don't ask my guy friends if they know how to tie a tie and I've also for the most part I guess we've also never been in situations where they've had to dress to a point to wear a tie and third they just they're not even tie wearers like you know some dudes they're just into like bow ties or whatever and they might just right. throw on a bow tie just because they're feeling like a bow tie today and um, this is no shade to my guy friends, but I just don't even think about like, well, hey, do you know how to like tie tie? Like, you know, you, the dress shoes type of thing and um, the suits. And he was encouraging the single mothers out there, like buy your son some dress shoes, like do that for him. Let him know what it means yeah. to like get a good pair of shoes to have to break them in. And that's crazy that he had to say that, though. I mean, you would just think that. And he went on to say, was it know? Dwayne? Dwayne, right from the my or was he still with the Miami Heat? But anyway, it's him, right? That he didn't even know how to tie a tie. The the speaker, who was his name? Alex or oh, Ellis? He was the one that taught Dwayne how to tie a tie. Oh wow! Right after no, you know he's already so, making all this money, he, other people were tying the tie for him. Yeah, that's that's really that's really crazy to think that something that should be super simple isn't because. If a guy, if a man is not around to teach boys simple things like that, 
They don't. They just. And then as a as a woman, we're really not concerning ourselves with like how to tie a tie for someone else. We should too, though. But we might just be like, listen, you're gonna throw on a clip on, and you know what? Or you know what? No, no, no. You're just gonna pop your collar real quick. It's okay. (laughs) But something else that I've learned, like in working in preschool, is that when um, single mothers are raising little boys, also they don't always teach them how to use the bathroom. Yes. That's crazy. And they have to learn from friends. And then you wonder, right. why this boy's always peeing all over the place when you're at home? <laughs> well, you know, who, who showed him properly? The bathroom in my classroom can smell like urine, like nobody's business sometimes. And that's why. Oh, jeez. Um, so the next topic, the next, the next panel we went to. State of Black America. Hello. Well, it's a journey for black men because we really weren't talking about black women, which is also cool about Circle of Sisters is that because of the title, like, that's the time when, like, men come first. Um, right. Right? I think that they said that, like, at some point, didn't they say that? Um, yes, they did. Um, when there was a panel with, I think, a whole bunch of women and there was one guy. Oh, right, right. And, the- and you asked me, why is he going first? Well, they said this is the one time where men go Right, first. right. So, I mean, you guys, you can have it. Um, so this was specifically but like the- one thing I will say, sorry, yeah. real quick. one thing I will say is that it's nice to get all this advice about men and how they should be treated and boys and all this stuff. But the conversation could be opened up when men are in. on Right. And I think the title of the event, it kind of, it kind of almost hurts it in that sense because it's always a whole bunch of women show up. But a man, if the dudes could have heard what Terry Crews was speaking about, hello, I kid you not. And Leon. Man, just man. Oh, yeah, Leon. Yeah, I mean, I hope there's like a video of it and I could just blast it around. But anyway, so this this panel was about the journey for black men, say the black men in America, whatever. Um, And it was it was really honing in on the importance of black boys having black men as role models and not women, like how they need a positive black man in their lives to show them how to be a man. Like, a woman can only do but so much, but at the end of the day, she's not a man. Okay, so there was um, a man on the panel named David Seabanks, who, he comes from a family of phenomenal of black, black men. Excellence. Of black excellence. Yeah, they definitely define black excellence because, like, most of the uh, men in his family are prominent figures in whatever um, industry they're working in. So, MTA, the police department, education, like they are just owning New York City right now. But anyway, um, he is the founder of the Eagle Academy, which is an all boys school. It's it be- it begins with junior high school. I'm not sure if it extends to high school yet or what, but they get these boys at a point in their life where they really, really could use mentorship and guidance because sixth grade is a crucial, even fifth grade is a crucial part, is a crucial point in the lives of children in general and um they get them they mold them they they you know give them the educational foundation but they teach to the whole child there's so many schools that preach about teaching to the whole child but this school and their mission is really focused on teaching to the whole child they bring people into the school who are doing good in whatever career they're in and just show them that i've started here and these are the steps that i've made to get where I am and you can do it too you know I wasn't I didn't come from a lot of money I didn't come from um a dual parent household I came from very humble beginnings just like you and you can do it and I and I appreciate the fact that these people really believe in these boys and that's why they invest so much in them and David Seabanks talked about 
which is what Monique said earlier about the importance of having the male role models there. So I believe most of the educators in the school are probably men. I would never apply to teach at that school. Um, and the people that they bring into the school to mentor to these boys are men. So, And, yeah, um, well, I guess the next two parts of Circle of Sisters I didn't attend. The fashion mm-hmm. show. Yeah, the fashion show was really cool. I can't remember. Honestly, I should have wrote that down. But wrote? I should have written that down. Um, the designers, the the pieces that the models wore were amazing. These designers were extremely talented. Um, but after that, there was the Gospel, Gospel Explosion concert. And I go to it every year. And it always just seals the deal for Circular Sisters for me because... These gospel artists just come and they just transform that room and they just welcome God in and it's just so amazing. So the artists that were there were Bashar Mitchell, Kiara Sheard, um, Anita Wilson, uh, Myron Butler, and I feel like there was someone else who I'm forgetting, but it was just amazing. Like, that's the only word that I can use to describe this gospel concert. Kiara Sheard always comes out and just lays her heart on the stage and just, she just represents for young people who are serving God. And um, Bashan Mitchell just takes you there. And everybody, everybody. Oh, the Walls group was there. Did, did I love like, the Walls group. Hyped, like, or... I'm sorry because I forgot. How did I forget them? The Walls group is so amazing. I've been following them for a few years, and they got big. They got signed by Kirk Franklin, and they were there, and they were just repping for Jesus, and I was like, hey. So, yeah, it was great. I mean, I was in a really peaceful place. I just want to say that the Circle of Sisters weekend it was it was great. so full. At the end of this weekend, I was just like in awe of what had happened. As if, like, we couldn't just enjoy Circle Sisters this weekend, we attended this awesome event. Nothing short of greatness. And it was created by Rondell Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was just awesome. He pulled together June Archer to be the moderator. Alex L., I love her work. Rob Hill Sr., I love his work too. And my favorite, E.T., the hip hop preacher, started from the bottom. And now oh, we're yeah. here. And TGIM, the whatever, whatever. So, um,. First things first, June Archer. I didn't really know anything about him until this event. Um, and I think, like, you know, he's definitely, like, on his way. That's that's <laughs> what I'm going to say. Um, he shared a really personal story about uh, him and his wife, uh, some things that they went through. And I really appreciated that. I'm trying to really think more about it, but if you want to chime in, Kadesha, like this is your time to not leave me hanging. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just trying to let no, you you're just hanging me out to dry. I'm like, what else? Because I I don't actually feel like it's appropriate for me to say what he shared, even though he shared it. You know, I mean, he just shared like a a trying time during the relationship. And how easy it would have been for him to just say, Right. Do See, this, this is why you were supposed to wife. come in sooner. Because I was like, wait, how do <laughs> I? Um, yeah, perfectly. Perfect. Perfect. The time where he could have just rolled up out of his relationship and been like, deuces, you're on your own, kid. But he didn't. And that was nice. Kudos to him for that. Um, yeah. 
I mean, not that it should be kudos because he he did what he was supposed to do. Right, and he him. he actually so. he talked about till death do us part, and that means right. that when things get hard, that's actually not death. You can't just you know leave then. Like you have to ride it out. Right. And he talked about the importance of that. For oh, his right, child. and being an example. Yeah, because he has As a son. Um, right. So Alex L. I've been following her for at least two years. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah, she has an awesome spirit. She is a writer. Um, You probably have seen her stuff. I know I've reposted some of her stuff. This is probably a while back, though, on Instagram. She's on Twitter. She's on everything, basically. She even does hair tutorials for um, some naturals. Well, when she had her hair before she cut it off. She And she does recipes for, like, healthy eating. She has her own page. Right. Right, right, right. She's just she's just an awesome, like force in the world, peaceful force. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she has two books. So she talked a little bit about her two books. Rob Hill Senior. I think we all know who he is because everybody wants to repost that like top ten things in a partner, <laughs> or like whatever. People are constantly retweeting, reposting, resharing. Yes. What he mm-hmm. says. Um, mm-hmm. But he is also an author and a really gentle spirit too yeah i was not (laughs) ready for just how calming both of them were going to be together and what i mean by that is that kadesha called me nodding off because i was just so chill (laughs) i was too chill um then a little bit about eric thomas he's a motivational speaker he's like the first motivational speaker to have mixtapes because like really who does that um (laughs) i don't know how you can be friends with me and not have heard about him because i've reposted his videos i've sent people personally links to his videos Mm -hmm. i've been following him for like four years when his um tgim videos were like him in the meadow somewhere like he was yeah, in Detroit, yeah, and girl. the snow was outside. Like he was outside, <laughs> bundled up, talking about. Thank God it's Monday, and I was like, bro. But you know, it was been so great to see like just that part. Like I don't even know his whole personal mm-hmm. story, but to see the production change, you know, and he's still going with yeah. that same fire. He sure so is. So I'm gonna let Kadesha start with some of her points from ev- everybody and everything. Okay, so the moderator, June Archer, he began saying the importance of, uh, the, the importance of diving in. He said, dive in, feet in, head first. And he used dive as an acronym. The D is for dream, I inspire, V is for vision, and E is for execution. So that was nice. Um, wait, sorry, you should come in the well, chat. Oh, well... I like okay, so when Alex Ellen Rothwell Senior came up, I wasn't really expecting this love talk like Oh wait, I wait, I just want to interject and but, say that the event was not really about these people just talking at us. It was more like a conversation a with conversation. them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so they were delivering like a love talk, which I wasn't really ready for. But um something that Alex L said which I really appreciated was don't be in a rush to get to forever. Take your time. Cause someone asked her about like relationships and finding the right one. And they talked about soulmates and that was her response to them. Um, I want to touch on soulmates a little bit because they were, this was a question. It I came up that a, a few times though. Right. And um, they talked about the idea of soulmates and whether or not Alex or Rob believe in 
soulmates and um something that's something I never really considered before like I've heard the term soulmate but mm, yeah they somebody I can't remember who said it but they basically were talking about how a soulmate would insinuate that you're gonna find somebody and even if you're in a mess it doesn't matter what state you're in you're gonna find somebody and they're going to complete you and and that shouldn't be the intentions on getting into a relationship is finding someone who's going to completely who's going to complete you you're supposed to be full yourself and you I mean this is something that I believe obviously is that you should be full yourself and you should meet someone who's complete also and you guys come together Mm -hmm. and you're that much stronger as a unit so I appreciated the love talk (laughs) Uh, Eric anything else oh I was gonna save him because I want you to I want you to weigh in before we get to him because I just love him um, well then I would say I have two things, um, no, maybe I'm going to start with what Rob Hill Sr. said, was just that there's no such thing as free time, it all costs you something, and there's no such thing as wasted time, you can learn something from everything. So, I just really appreciate mm-hmm. that because I think, when I tell people, maybe like, when people have this assumption because of my current in-between jobs or whatever, right that oh I'm free I'm free I can do this I can do that I can help you with that I can help you with that Mm. but the reality is that in order for me to like help and do all these favors for people it's costing me time to work on my artwork or my animation or to continue refining my resume to keep putting out to places to compose my portfolio and my demo reel to send out or whatever and that it takes me time to just get to the places where everybody is because um, I can't have people come over here and I live far from people. They may not want to come over here, but that, that time that it takes to commute to X, Y, and Z place, the trains are stopping. It's, it's just whatever, whatever that free time that I have to do X, Y, and Z, it actually does cost me a lot of like energy and just like mental peaceness sometimes. So like, I really appreciate him seeing that. And even with wasted time in social interactions, in the same way it's like well you know what I learned something about myself that I really don't want to do these kind of favors or I learned that um maybe I have to learn better ways to communicate with people because this is not the kind of relationship or interaction I want to be having with certain individuals or whatever um Alex L said that she wanted to be be different so she decided to do different and I know that's like yes, tweet this that. tweetable like Oprah would say and I <laughs> I know that I've been coming into that like also within the last month that I'm like deliberately trying my best to kind of go to bed a little earlier but that's not working too well but I'm, I'm waking up a little earlier and trying to commit before I start anything before I like check my phone and see how many missed whatever whatever I have that I'm taking a moment to just kind of like journal or like read a little bit of some sort of like spiritual thing and check industry news first before I start to check Instagram and Twitter and see whatever whatever Um, and that's been working that has definitely been working last thing I want to share that Alex said was that sometimes you have to leave people where they are and in terms of you growing as a person yes and I've said this on a previous podcast like Mm -hmm. I hate like losing friends and like stop talking to people but but what I, I have also been experiencing <laughs> is that sometimes when the friend and I reconnect, like it's 
it's definitely not the same because we're growing at different rates or we're growing really kind of apart. And it's just that I I have to be okay with the fact that I have to kind of leave this person where they are. Um, and then now we'll just go into Eric and we're going to close this podcast out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. So, okay. There's just so much that I love about Eric Thomas. And um, I probably can't say it all right now. But one thing that I realized about him, I knew this before, but I guess just seeing him live just solidified it for me, is that he's very biblical. Like, he doesn't just... This is why he's called the hip-hop preacher. Like, he's Yeah, he talking. said that. He's preached in churches. Yeah. Would you know? Right. He's talking, but, like, he he always kind, kind of sums it up with scripture and backs it up with his biblical knowledge. And I really and truly respect that. So, he talks about um, how iron sharpens iron, which is a biblical reference. And he used that in describing his relationship with his wife and how his wife just does not play that with him, like... They have a relationship where she's always looking to grow him. So whereas everyone else will kind of pat him on the back and tell him, you know, good job. That was a great TGIM. That was awesome what you did. That talk was amazing. She's playing the tapes back, tape back and it's just like, nah, you didn't pronounce that word correctly or that wasn't appropriate for that particular moment. And I thought that was really nice. And he honors his wife so much. He talked about, which is something that was new to me. He talked about how he irons his wife's clothes and... Um, I can't remember something else, but I know that he said somebody asked him if he was whipped and he, without hesitation, was just like, yep. <laughs> and I was very tickled by that, obviously. But um, I just appreciate um, how uh, faithful he is to his wife and how how much he honors her. Something else that he talked about. Oh, he, talked, he called his wife um, his Phil Jackson. And this was obviously like a sports reference which I was like what um basketball reference oh basketball yeah um he talked about um our values and how our values must be in alignment with our goals or we're going to stop doing it after a while which was which hit home for me because I've set in place a lot of goals this year and some goals like I've really been fighting through to hold on to and well hey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whereas other goals I kind of haven't attacked them in the same manner and he just gave me more of a perspective that oh gosh why am I like stumbling over my words just right like calm down <laughs> he just made me think about how um, if this is something that I really want to change I'm going to embed it in my value system it's not just going to be a goal. It's not just going to be something that I say I'm going to do. I'm going to do it if it's something that's a valuable, that I regard as a valuable part of my life. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Man. He talks about the importance of being authentic with your, um, when it comes to branding yourself. Um, oh, and also talking about relationships, he talks about. Um, well, this is a specific quote. He said, don't look for someone to make you extraordinary. Look for someone who you can be extraordinary for. Um, that's in any kind of relationship when you think about it. Um, and then also I just want to talk about like when I was able to meet him and how warm he was, because I had this idea that he was a really nice person, obviously. And then like standing online waiting to meet him, I was just like, this is so great. And then just like those last few moments before 
just walking up to him. I was just like hesitant. I wasn't sure if I should go yet. He's just like, no, come, come, come. And I was just so happy that he was so warm. He gave me this nice warm hug and he told me I smelled good. Like I just felt like he was a friend that I had known forever and we had just reconnected and I just love him. I just have to meet him again. And it will happen. Um, So the, I guess it's like three things. And then if it's cool with you, I'm going to kind of close this out. Um, He said, as he touched on, he talked about values and in the sense of like you kind of struggling with um, reaching goals and succeeding he said you can give up everything once your values change from before and I think that that coincides too with just setting priorities and understanding that you can't say something is valuable to you but you actually don't put it higher up on your list of things that's valuable right Right. like you want to do x but do you rather do y and z first that doesn't actually make any sense um like you also said about being authentic to you and building your brand it goes with that same thing like you're saying all these things are important to you but your actions don't show it at all um rob hill actually talked about how he removed aspiring out of like everything because that was a way to kind of actually constantly hold yourself back. And I like that a lot because I think I, I see that. That you're like aspiring writer, aspiring author, aspiring X, Y, and Z. And like, no, claim that for yourself and say mm-hmm. that's what you are. Because you're going to start to behave and live up to that title because you're claiming it for yourself, right? And someone posed this question from the audience for all the panelists was about how did they know that they were like ready for whatever it was and Mm -hmm. they each said basically that the opportunities presented itself for them like they didn't wait until they felt that they were ready but since they were already being proactive with everything that they were doing and seeing that they were that opportunities started presenting themselves and they like rose to the occasion as it happened like they didn't know they were ready until basically after the moment has passed like wow like I ended up holding that down like whatever whatever I truck through it so I think that you and I um have had a monumental like three weeks um between those events and then for me like personally um which we'll be sharing I I don't want to like count my eggs before they hatch but I feel like going to these things was a real solidification for that when I am proactive about myself when I'm like retreat from social interactions with friends just like kind of too casual when I invest time in myself I'm really going to reap from it you know um hold on give me a second oh I would just wanted to you kind of said this already but I just wanted to say that all these events just made me realize the importance of just pouring into that's exactly yourself. what I just said and <laughs> Yeah, I know, but the the of these events like kind of redefined it for me because I don't know, I had a different idea of what it meant to pour into myself and this was it. Like it just they just brought me so much peace and joy and just like Right. They just gave me right. life pointers. So Okay. I appreciated it all. And don't judge me for repeating what you said. That's just how well, it came together in my brain. Okay. Okay. In that moment. So 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 <laughs> to conclude um, this lengthy event recap of a podcast, I have for you today a quote <laughs> by E.T., a.k.a. Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. And 
He says, I challenge you to be the best you can be. I challenge you to behave in ways you've never behaved. Our intro was provided by Ashtonomics. You can find more of his music at soundcloud.com backslash Ashtonomics or facebook.com backslash Ashtonomics. Lastly, you can connect with us on Twitter at We Come From Queens. Queens is spelled Q-N-S and Tumblr as well. And if you don't have any of those accounts, that's fine because you can shoot us an email at wecomefromqueens at gmail.com. This time, Queens is spelled just the way you know it to be spelled. And we would love to get your feedback. Thanks for listening. Bye.